This is East Carolina Offensive Coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick. We are talking one of my favorite things, hired football and the sports objective. Welcome into the Sports Objective as we have uh, another great show here. Hard to believe our, our another season is going by here with football and Bubba. Very excited to have one of the newest members of the Pirate Media. Uh, and Welcome to Pirate Nation, right? Yeah, excited to have this guy as the play-by-play voice of East Carolina football for the 2023 season. Welcome in to the show for the first time, Jim Zoki. Jim, we appreciate your time. Hey, Dave and Bubba, nice to meet you. Same here. In fact, I told you I've heard your voice for 20, almost 29 years. It's not quite there as I know that the NFL starts on September 10th, but so glad to have you and uh, welcome to Pirate Nation starting out. Now I'm excited about it. I appreciate that and uh, looking forward to getting going with the first game this week and back out there. And uh, I heard uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick. I'll be talking to, to Donnie and uh, Coach Harrell and uh, Coach Houston, of course, heading into this game and uh, I'm getting ready to go to Ann Arbor on Friday with the team and looking forward to it. Well, let me ask you a question because do you need like a personal assistant with your a busy schedule? I'll be glad to uh, to work with you. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. It's amazing how many Pirate fans would like to do that. Yeah, I think we need a whole separate charter just for the folks that would love to go on this trip. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's, it's kind of a bucket list thing, I think, to get to go to a stadium uh, like this. Obviously, it's a big challenge uh, from a football standpoint. But yeah, if you guys can get up there, I'm sure we can get uh, – get Malcolm or someone to get you a press pass up there. Oh, we do. We do have that. But uh, I was talking about for, uh, I was just joking as far as your overall schedule, you're doing the, uh, the Pirates, oh, yeah. you're doing the Panthers. Yeah. I know you have other <laughs> obligations as far as media stuff. And uh, I, that's one of the reasons why I admire you all the you stuff you're already doing. And then you're taking on the, the task of being play by play for the Pirates. So we're definitely grateful to have you. I'm happy to do this. this is a fun assignment getting to do these 12 football games. I'm counting on 13 actually uh, with the Pirates and uh, looking forward to every bit of it. Play by play is a passion of mine. A lot of folks like to do podcasts like you do, sports talk or reporting and so forth. I like doing all of that too, but play by play is it's kind of my passion out of all those things. So I'm really excited about this opportunity with ECU. No so, question. Go ahead. Jim, over the last three or four weeks and obviously You've been, um, to use a cliche, um, drinking out of a fire hose, so to speak. Um, but talk about those trips you've made to Greenville, uh, getting to know Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Carroll, and uh, some of these players and familiarizing yourself with the roster and uh, getting up to speed prior to Saturday's opener against Michigan. You know, it's a, it's a little bit of everything. And I'll actually uh, meet the two coordinators Thursday when I go up there. I did sit in Mike Houston's office, speak with him for a while on my visit up there, met uh, the Playfly folks I hadn't talked to already uh, with Clay Walker's whole staff. Uh, so uh, we've had a number of Zoom meetings uh, with the guys that will be doing the call, of course, with me. You all know Kevin and Andrew, and then uh, Macy will be doing our sidelines, David Horn, our producer and engineer. So we've been working behind the scenes on the broadcast stuff and getting all that up and ready to go. And then, yeah, information-wise, you know, Stephen Igo's a uh, guy that I've, I've seen out of practice uh, when I went out there and uh, text back and forth with. We actually uh, 
about a 45 minute phone call, kind of went through the three deep uh, with him on the roster and kind of lay the land. So, you know, it's almost uh, when you're four hours apart, got to do it a little bit like work from home a little bit. Uh, but uh, each week I'll be there in person. We're not doing any games remotely. So uh, everything will be in person, home and away. And uh, it, with each week, I'll, I'll get more and more familiar and comfortable with people and knowing them and uh, looking forward to the first home game against Marshall coming up after this one. So uh, just the experience of doing all that, a lot of it's a lot of firsts, uh, but after this, uh, it'll become a routine thing every week. And Jim, I know that you being in the Western part of the state, you already have another thing I'm happy about. You have familiarity with this program, with the Pirates and talk about the fan base, what you know about them already. The Pirate Nation is huge. And, you know, in Charlotte, uh, we've got a couple uh former ECU folks that work in my building at uh, the radio station here and who work in the Panthers organization. And they're so excited. It's uh, it's very much a fan base that is, uh, to me, a little underrated because of where we are four hours away. Uh, but when you come out here, I mean, there's a lot of folks. If, if, if it's not them, it's one of their kids or somebody close to them that uh, uh, is an ECU alum and the football experience is uh, on a par with I think anything in our region, as far as you look at Tobacco Road and the ACC, uh, I think the ECU experience uh, is going is just as big with a 50,000-seat stadium. And uh, I know they're a very passionate fan base. And I think because of the fact they're not in the ACC or the SEC is a little bit of a chip on the shoulder because I think you know, they're of that caliber of at least ACC where you know, you're talking about SMU possibly being in the ACC. Uh, I think someone like ECU certainly uh, is of that caliber. So I've I'm excited about representing them and uh, telling the stories to them and uh, being someone who can maybe spread the word a little bit more to the western part of the state, as you talked about, that, yes, there is a presence here, but uh, kind of take over the state uh, to a larger degree, east and west, a little bit more with this situation. Obviously, many Pirate fans are familiar with you from the Carolina Panthers, um, you know, being both a, a Pirate fan and a Carolina Panthers uh, supporter um, all those years with the Panthers. But, you know, tell – Pirate Nation, in addition to that experience with the, the Panthers, a little bit about your uh, background. I know you also had some experience with the Charlotte 49ers. Yeah, I mean, I've been here for like 35 years. Uh, every game in Panthers history, 29 seasons now, I've been part of the broadcast in one way, whether it's doing play-by-play, -play, color, uh, usually multiple things, always with the pregame and the, the postgame show, but uh, usually at least color and the preseason play-by-play for a number of years for that. And also uh, – Football-wise, uh, I've done national radio. I've done uh, some regional TV with Raycom. I've done national and regional college basketball. So I've done a lot of college football and basketball through the years. Uh, when the Hornets first arrived, I worked the first eight seasons on their broadcast, which included being the fill-in play-by-play for Steve Martin and Bob Licks back in the day. But uh, you mentioned Charlotte 49ers, uh, pre them having a football program, uh, did their basketball play-by-play -play for a year, did Davidson College for two years. Uh, I've done baseball with the Charlotte Knights off and on through the years. Uh, so kind of um, kind of a lot of different things. So with the Touchdown Radio Network, I mentioned that. I've done some big-time college football games with like Clemson, Miami, South Carolina Gamecocks, uh, teams like that. I uh, did a game at Alabama uh, versus Kentucky a couple years ago. So a little bit of everything and working that around with my Panther assignments and my Monday through Friday morning shows at WBT in Charlotte. So uh, it keeps me busy, but uh, a lot of history, pro, college, play-by-play, -play, all of that. Uh, so it's great to be able to bring all that experience to ECU. Jim, talk about from an announcer standpoint. I know you've, like you just talked about, you've done big-time games, including professional legs for the Hornets and the Panthers. What about the big house? Uh, what are your thoughts? I know that you won't know until you really get there, but going into this game, what are your thoughts as even being the play-by-play -play voice of the Pirates 
getting to announce the game in the big house. I think it's a great, exciting challenge and opportunity. And, you know, for me, I grew up in Ohio, so I already have a built-in dislike uh, for the program <laughs> up there through the years of being an Ohio State fan. I went to Bowling Green State University, which is maybe, I don't know, an hour, 15 minutes away from Ann Arbor. So as a student, uh, took a road trip or two up there and just saw campus and walked around the stadium, but had not been to a, a game there to experience a football game there. So this would be my first uh, football game experience there. Uh, but like I said, growing up in Ohio, we call it that school up north or X out the, the M and it's Michigan. Uh, so for me, uh, obviously a healthy dose of respect, first of all, for the program they've built in the last couple of years, because Ohio State had their number, I think they beat them 15 out of 16 years to the last two years. You know, Michigan's won that in the Big Ten the last two years. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're excellent, obviously. They're, they're big and uh, they're playing for a national championship this year uh, to get to call in that kind of a venue. Whatever happens and upsets do happen, um, whatever opponent uh, the rest of the year ECU faces, you know, to start with something like that, uh, you know, makes anything possible. So uh, it's almost it's like NASCAR, like starting with a Daytona 500 right out of the gate. Right. So it's going to be uh, the, the big marquee game right out of the bat there. And then a couple more games and you get into conference play and all these experiences will, will make ECU uh, bigger and stronger as they go. Jim, you've worked with you know Mick Mixon, um, Bill Rosinski, and then I'm sure perhaps other play-by-play voices as well. But you know, in addition to those guys, you know, while staying true to yourself and, and you know, implementing your style uh, of doing the play-by-play, you know, who were some of your influences growing up? You know, uh, I'll speak to something you said. I think everybody needs to be themselves, uh, whatever it is. If you're a broadcaster or whatever you do in life is, you know, you'll be, be the best version of you. Uh, so I, people ask, will you use this phrase or will you – borrow from that. I think everybody has to be their own person and then organically what develops, develops as opposed to, you know, preconceiving things and, you know, trying to sound like or in, uh, some kind of impression of some other announcer in this example. When I was growing up as a kid, uh, this name probably won't mean anything to much of anybody. He just passed away a couple of years ago, but Joe Tate uh, did the uh, the radio for the, I grew up in Cleveland, what was the Cleveland Indians and Cleveland Cavaliers. And um, he somehow did that schedule of NBA and major league baseball, which is incredible. And then he ended up just doing the NBA and right through the LeBron James years and all that as well. So uh, that was a guy that kind of was my ears uh, influence of just what I listened to as uh, what I thought was a great play-by-play guy. And you mentioned Bill Rosinski and Mick Mixon, two great broadcasters who kind of were two different ones. You know, Bill had, you know, the, the big boys and just that persona and that gravitas and could do everything well. And then Mick, uh, more of a, a storyteller, not the pipes uh, of Bill, but certainly good enough. But, uh, you know, Bill was just like Pavarotti, just had you know, a huge voice. Uh, but uh, with Mick, uh, just a guy that was really uh, good with sharing the mic uh, with myself and Eugene Robinson and Jake DeLome and the guys we've had through the years. So it's um, there's different ways of approaching it. And so I guess probably subconsciously you borrow a little bit of that. I've told Andrew and Kevin and, uh, and Maceo, I – the the best compliment I ever got about how we did football uh, through the years with the Panthers was it was like people were listening to three friends either sitting in your living room at a bar or whatever, calling the game and keeping you informed. But like they were there with you, like you were you know guys that you were listening in on a conversation while also getting the play by play and uh, an analysis. So I think that's that's the goal to me in the model. I don't want to do a monologue. I don't want to just you know broadcast it. People, I want it to be comfortable and personality and, and people feel like we're part of the family and, and they're welcome to come sit with us. If we had enough room to come uh, be a part of the broadcast. 
that's that's funny that you mentioned that jim because that's the way i feel about you guys like driving up and down uh the road and if i can't be uh like at home um i'm a radio nerd anyway so i've got the using the radio broadcast and the television broadcast on at the same time and i have like different things rituals i do where if things aren't going away for panthers or whatever team i'm pulling for then i'll go to the radio broadcast or I'll, i'll try to switch things up and when I'm driving, it's great because, like you mentioned, the fact that you're talking, but it's not like you're trying to talk over our heads. I think some analysts uh, go go way too overboard. And this is my opinion of where they're too uh, they want to impress you, but about their knowledge of the game versus just trying to keep it conversational. And like you guys are talking about, I enjoy that fact. I enjoy the broadcast, and sometimes maybe the outcome is not the way we want it. Um, but I do enjoy the broadcast for you guys are keeping us company, so to speak. I appreciate that. That's that's the best compliment to me. And you know, they're you know, I'm not super big on stats, and you know, everybody's you know, the six four, three twenty out of Kissimmee, Florida. I, I think you know, stats tell stories when they make sense, when they should be inserted, uh, where a guy's from or his height or weight, you know, when it makes sense, but just to spew it all out because you wrote it on your depth chart. I, I'm I'm not into that. I'm more into you know, describing what's going on in the moment. I'll, I'm happy to write uh, pages and pages of notes and use 20% of it and talk about what's happening in front of us. And especially in today's college football, as we know, you know they don't really huddle. So you're just getting up to the line, calling the next play. Uh, the pace of it is, is almost becoming like basketball where there's not a lot of downtime unless they're doing a review or resetting the ball and a penalty, something like that. So a lot of it is just trying to keep up with the action. And I'm going to be a guy that includes my two colored commentators that I mentioned, Maceo and uh, you know, those three guys all play to the ECU. Um, things like uh, historical notes of the program that makes sense when they're appropriate that they can bring from their different eras of all having played. They've all played in three different eras of ECU football. So I think each week will sound a little bit different based on home and away and who's in the booth with me. Uh, but it's going to be a fun, I would promise this, it's going to be a fun call. You're going to be engaged. It's going to be entertaining. Uh, it's a pirate broadcast. We want ECU to win. This is not a national broadcast. So this is, um, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be uh, electric and it's going to be, again, the, the nice balance of getting you the information. You'll know down and distance. You'll know the clock. You'll know the score because it's not on the screen for you like it is on TV. But on the other hand, uh, I want you guys to sit, listen, be a part of the conversation and, and have opinions. Jim, obviously you're in the western part of the state in Charlotte, but have you, when you came to Greenville, have you had a chance to uh, see anything in Greenville or do you know any great places to eat uh, or we can help you out if not? I am open to suggestions. So far, I've seen all the sports complex. I've seen everything on the sports complex side, football, basketball, uh, weight room, locker rooms, uh, all the facilities. And, and they're, they're, I was very impressed, by the way, first of all, with, with all that they've done with the, the facilities, baseball field, all that stuff. Uh, as far as the uh, university goes, my only Two meals were at uh, breakfast at Scullery and lunch at Sup Dogs. Uh, so yes. I'll be able to knock out probably three, four meals before we head out to Ann Arbor. I'll be up there Thursday, uh, a couple meals Friday breakfast, and then we'll travel out with the team Friday afternoon. So, yeah, I'm always open. I know uh, Bees is kind of the, the big tourist one you got to go to for barbecue, and that will happen. But uh, I know you guys have a, a good list uh, of other places. Parker's Barbecue is one of my favorites. Uh, it's a great staple, and they're great supporters of the Pirates. So, um, Sam Jones barbecue. I know the skylight is out in Aiden. Um, that's one of the best in a town as well, but Sam Jones and, um, Sam Jones is great. Uh, I know Moore's there's a lot of great, uh, Eastern North Carolina barbecue is, uh, prevalent in Greenville. 
for sure. That's my that's my style of barbecue too. So I will uh, I'm sure I will hit all of those multiple times over the next three four months. Jim, uh, final thing we have for you um, is, you know, obviously Jeff Charles and three plus decades is the voice of the Pirates. Um, you know, did you did you get to know Jeff at all? Um, and then and just and then obviously, you know, a lot of folks, you know, that that phrase that you reference using certain phrases, but you know that call uh, you can paint this one purple. Is that something you you're just going to kind of allow to happen, or is that something you've given any thought? I think um, I have given some thought because people have asked me the question a couple of times and I have uh, I've met Jeff through the years. I'll be honest, it's been a while. Uh, but uh, back in the day, I used to do this uh, Carolina Sports Sunday show that we originated out of our studios here it was a regional show. and We were on 25 stations in the Carolinas. And so I would have I'd go around everywhere, including East Carolina. So I had back in the day, Bill Lewis and Steve Logan on and, and Jeff Charles. Panthers started in 95. So once I got to like late 90s, I wasn't doing. Uh, as much sports talk, but uh, every now and then I would uh, encounter Jeff because, you know, again, ECU doesn't have a bunch of football games out this way. Uh, so I have met him a couple of times in person, definitely interviewed him over the phone a couple of times. And I've said this on other ones before, you know, the, the painted purple thing is, is his phrase. It's, I'm not going to say like it's akin to like, you know, Harry Carey saying, holy cow, but I think certain phrases belong to certain announcers. So for me, it will not be something that I say as far as like, this is like, like how Jeff did it. We did it. Um, but in the back of my mind, I think there, there'll probably be a moment or two or three where it's going to be appropriate as a, a nod to Jeff and a tip of the cap uh, to make that phrase heard. So it, it may not be used in the way that Jeff did, but to me, uh, something more as a tribute and, and a, a tip of the hat as opposed to expect that to be said in the way when he said it. Uh, but I don't want it to just go away, but I think it's something that uh, you know the fans will keep going to a large degree. But uh, for me, it's not going to be my staple because it belongs to Jeff. And I'm not going to borrow another announcer's phrase, but as a tribute to Jeff, and I would reference him anytime I say it, um, I would only say it in reference to uh, uh, making that in his honor. And Scott Rogers, who's the voice of the Pirates in baseball, that's that's what he, exactly what he did. You know, in the voice of the great Jeff Charles, you can paint this one purple. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I'll do it. Um, like it won't be like a consistent thing, but I think when it's appropriate, again, when it's in the moment and it feels right, um, it'll be said. But uh, yeah, again, that, that's a phrase that belongs to Jeff, and uh, and everyone's got to be their own person. Same thing uh, I've said with anybody else. You know, When Bill Rosinski started out doing the Panthers, things he said versus what Mick Mixon says uh, versus to what Anish Shroff says today, yeah, everybody is, is their own person. And so, again, to me, because of it's a different situation here, right? It wasn't like Jeff retired or you know something happened. So to me, it's, it's, it's a tribute to a guy who's a legacy, who's an icon, and is uh, deserving of a phrase that uh, – should have uh, a remembrance to it, but will not be like something that I just use as my own as if he's calling it in the same way. Well, Jim, I know that you got uh, to hop off here. Thank you so much for your time. I look forward to meeting you in person and uh, thank you so much and safe travels and hope you have a great Labor Day weekend and we'll talk to you again very soon. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you out there at the barbecue joints. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Every first down, every touchdown with the cannons blast. Get it on, get it all, get the wind.